you this morning for being a way maker, a miracle worker. Thank you. Thank you. A light in darkness. Providing all that I do. You are not just a provider, you are also a protector. Ah, you are also the prayer warrior. Praying when I didn't even know I needed it, you were there. Protecting me when I didn't even know I needed protection. Beyond my wildest dreams, all my needs, according to your riches and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, O God. Thank you. Father, I just I just worship you this morning. In spirit and in truth, God. Father, you deserve our worship. You deserve our prayer. You deserve. Yes, God. I lift you up. I honor you. I worship. Not just today, because we call it Father's Day, but every day. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Father, if it had not been for you, today and I do want to say welcome those that are watching us uh, via Facebook and Facebook Live and Faith Life and YouTube. We just welcome you today here and happy Father's Day to all the fathers and uh, I, I'm saying happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are fathering. Hmm. I'm Pacific. Happy Father's Day to the fathers that are fathering. Mm, mm, mm. In Jesus' name. Talk Amen. to us. Amen. Uh, I, I got to live these days and these points in my life with purpose and with meaning. And it's so important uh, for fathers to be fathers uh, in spite of whatever the circumstances or situations are. Um, it is important that we do and be who God has called us to be. I thank God that God didn't abandon me. Uh, when I didn't do right. Thank God that he didn't stop being my father when I didn't say the right things, uh, when I didn't do the right things, when I, I when I didn't behave the right way. All, mm. all of those things happened in all of our lives. But he continued to be my father. And, uh, and I thank God he never gave up on me. He never gave in. And this morning I want to talk to you about the importance of a father and what a father does. And so part of the role, you know, and, and one of the things is, and, and uh, y'all gonna have to forgive me today because I'm, I may be a little bit wrong, but uh, it's gonna be important 
uh, that I talk about the role of a father, because I am one. I happen to be a father of, of four natural children that I birthed and brought into the world. But I didn't birth, let me say. Two that I chose to uh, become their father and give them my name and all that I have. And then another two that was joined into my family through my marriage to my wife. So I have a total of eight children that I father. Mm. And then I have a total of 13 grandchildren that I father right now as a grandfather. And then I have thousands of spiritual children that the Lord has allowed me to father in the last 24 years of my life. And what an awesome opportunity to be, to be a spiritual father. And let me share with you, because that's somewhat I'm going to talk about today, being that and what the purpose of that is. Because too often we have people claim that title and say that name, but don't do the work. Mm. Uh, I, I have a problem with abandonment, personally. Uh, I've been abandoned twice in my life by spiritual fathers. And so I, I don't take that lightly when people make those statements because what I have come to find out is we need that spiritual leadership and it's important. And uh, no, no one actually, there is no book to train or to teach exactly how to do it. But when God has called you to that, all you have to do is be it and respond to the voice of God. And what I've learned over the years, and so I'm going to take out those scripture, and I want to go there, and then we're going to take our message from there. Amen? So uh, I am happy uh, for this day and this opportunity, but it's also a challenge. And, uh, and it's a challenge for all fathers, a spiritual father, a being father too, because you may not be honored the way you think you should be honored. You may not, our God isn't always honored the way he should be. And I, I tell people all the time, I thank God for Mother's Day. You can't get, uh, you can't get in any good restaurant uh, anywhere on Mother's Day because it's all booked out. And uh, thank God for those that are taking care of and having dinner and, and cherishing their mothers because mothers are important. So by no means am I putting a slide on it, but I find that there's a different role and a different treatment uh, for a father. <laughs> and uh, fathers must be strong. And fathers need to be in place. And so I'm not saying that we need to advocate to be and act the same way. It's just that I'm mentioning that it exists. Amen? Amen. All right. So I want to let you know. Turn to you in your Bibles. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm going to read probably from verse 14 to well, when the Lord stops me, it might not be long. Oh, gotcha. What's that back? So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And here's score 14. This is Paul writing. He says, I am not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. And so I'm not saying these things to shame anybody, but I want to warn children what and also bring to light what a spiritual father is. So it says, even though you have 10,000 guardians, and, and in some uh, Bibles, or you, you have King James, it may say instructors, 
Okay, and so he says, although you may have 10,000 instructors or guardians in Christ, you, don't, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. And I'm saying that this morning because uh, I became your spiritual father through the gospel of Jesus Christ by the Lord bringing you into my sphere. And in my heart, here's the good thing. There are many pastors out there that are pastors, but do not have a heart for the people. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, I can say that because I'm one of them, but I also recognize uh, one of the dilemmas I do have is that I am a father. And so in my role, even as a leader, I struggle on my hats that I'm wearing because sometimes my father hat is on when I should be the just the leader or the boss. But because I'm a father, I care. And also, because I care, I seek God on your behalf. And it's important because, uh, so, you know, not knowing more than just your name, but taking the time to pray for you, each of you, and, and speaking into your life when I get that opportunity. And so, not because I need to run your life, just because I'm going to participate because God put me in it. Amen. I, I didn't ask for this. God gave it to me. Amen. And so out of that, he says, that, he says although you may have 10,000 instructors, you don't have many fathers that are in Christ Jesus. And so Christ Jesus, you notice it starts with Christ. And I think that people know all the time that Christ is not his last name, but the anointed one. So it's a special anointing that's on my life to be a father and to care and to guide and to lead. Amen. I wish my father, so many of us have said, by the way, the father is not there to give you everything you want. Hello. I wish my father would have given me everything I want, but I'm glad he didn't because I probably wouldn't be the man I am today. But because my father cared and provided, he didn't necessarily give me what I wanted, but he gave me the things that he knew how to give and what was necessary for my life to get to this point. You know, I tell people all the time there were some things in life that uh, my father made me do that I hated. Uh, I, I had to be the paperboard. And uh, I hated being the paperboard. But today, I believe part of my business skills is directly related to me being the paperboard. I, I learned how to count money at an early age. Hello. I learned how to talk to people at an early age. I learned how to keep records at an early age, because I had to keep a little book and how much they owed, and then I'd have to deduct it out when they paid me and do those things, and so, and I'd have to go there and communicate with different people at different times, because they may have been home tonight, and they paid me this week, but last week they weren't. So I had to remember last week's, because I had to keep it on the record, so that I would get paid appropriately. Hello. So I learned some things in life that I didn't actually understand at the moment that I didn't want to do it. I'm trying to help somebody. Somebody, some things in our life that we didn't want to do, but we had to do, and to get to. But come to find out later in our lives, God knows a whole lot more and better than most fathers do than you do. And the good thing I can say about my father is he didn't just send me; he took me. He was there with me. Uh, you know, he he stood on the corner with me when we had the extra papers to sell. 
Uh, he was there driving me around when I had to go from house to house and door to door and putting those out there. He was there with me in the car. He may not have got out the car, but he was there. Okay. And then the, the one point, though, is when he sent me collecting. I had to go collecting. I had to share the story because this is important. It's about being a father. He didn't go with me. But there was something that did go with me. Because I grew up in North Philly, and I grew up, uh, and the way I delivered papers wasn't necessarily a pleasant place to, to, to necessarily deliver. But the people still needed the news. Hello. And, uh, but I noticed something. Nobody ever bothered me. Nobody ever got robbed me. Nobody touched me. And for years, I thought it was because I was cool. <laughs> and that, you know, they just didn't touch me. But it was because they knew who my father was. And the word had already gone forth, don't touch him. He, he, nobody touch him. Because if you touch him, you're going to have to deal with me. I didn't know that that was it. But I want to share with y'all, there's some things that I heavenly father, and even as a spiritual father, the prayers that go up, the prayers of the righteous, avail it much. And so when we listen and we follow and we obey and we do what God calls us to do and being out there, he wants to cover us in that area. But it's when we do what we want to do, hello, and we step outside of the will of God, it's there that we leave ourselves unprotected. Y'all see what I'm saying? So I want to share that. It's a natural parallel story because I have a lot. And so, but the one thing I know, I only have one father. That was my father, and he, he created me, and he was there for me, and he, he was a part of my life, amen, just as when I got to meet God, and even as you guys got to meet me, and being there, I'm praying for you, it's important, you know, church, so turn up the Titus, I'm just going to give you another set of scripture, that uh, in Titus chapter 2, it gives some instructions, and this is what fathers do. Okay, and it's also related to mothers as well, but it's part of it, that you must, in verse 1, you must teach what is according with sound doctrine. You must teach, uh, teach the older men to be temperate, worthy and respect, self-control, sound in faith, in love and endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be relevant in the in the way that they should live, not to be slandered, addictive to much wine, but to teach with good. And then they can train the younger ones. So see, there's a purpose for all of this. So my job, I actually, and we have here, I got spiritual sons and daughters that are older than me. And I have spiritual sons and daughters that are younger than me. Because age is not the factor in, this, in, in the spirit realm. In time, so we live in time, but in the spirit realm, time is not the, the factor that should be controlling or dictating to us who we are and what we do. Amen? And so because of that, part of my role is to teach the older to help me teach the younger. And so that we train and teach appropriately, not what we want, not how we feel, but to teach what is necessary. I love uh, you know, uh, getting an opportunity to, to share in Pastor Bruce's life, and I want to use this example, he's here this morning, and so one of the things he shared with me is that he would say to his kids, right, when he was raising them up, uh, don't open a refrigerator. And the kids said to him, his, his kids would say to him, why not? They couldn't understand why they didn't want to, but because he was raised that way, 
he shared something, but he learned from the situation. He said, just because it was a learned behavior, it wasn't just, but he shared that with me, which told me he was open to not just because this is what I know, but I'm open to teach and to train according to the will of God when I learn the right way. Hello, somebody. Because it's so important for the church who said we are the church to pour into the lives of our people appropriately. But we need the people of God to receive it. And so I want you to understand that's the role of a father. And I want to share with you, for me, because I have a conscience and because I have a heart, I have become a spiritual father to many. And one of the most saddest things for me is to get a word for God, share something with one of the people of God, one of my children, and they choose to do something different. And guess what I have to do? Accept it and watch them go through it. And same has happened to my natural children. One of my sons says, Dad, why do you keep giving my other son, why do you keep giving him so many options? He said, because he always chooses the one you don't want him to choose. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> and so he said, you should just tell him what you want. And then if he does it, he does it. If not, you already got the answer. And as opposed to wearing yourself out, giving options and, and opportunities. So one of the things I've learned is to be direct, to be straight. Tell it like it is. And be honest. And so that's important. And so through the word of God, my expectation is that you would grow, you would learn, and you would become the men and women that God has called you to be. In those, in those uh, times, and then the team, and even some of the older, so that we would take that same thing and pour into others. And one of the things that's so important for us in this hour we're living in an age that is always about us. That's the struggle we're in right now. And there's another challenge. This is the first time in history, first time in history, five different generations are alive. And neither one knows the other one. Hmm. Five different generations are alive. you got the millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, uh, baby boomers, there's one more I'm missing in there, and they're still here. All five of them are on the earth at the same time. This has never happened before in history, but because of our health and ability to live longer and our knowledge to understand issues, to prolong life, and I believe it's the gift of God to allow us to learn it, to get to that point, the problem is what we have not done is understood the whole principle of the whole fatherhood and the principle of his words to be able to understand one another, although we're different. It's okay to be different, but the word of God is still the same for all of us. Okay, it's okay to wear your hair a different way. It's okay to be a different color. It's okay to see things in, in a different But the word of God is the same for all of us. And that's where we need to, so we want to alter it and we don't want to apply it, or then we don't know what the next generation is. And so I wonder the challenge of being a father and a spiritual father in a time like now where there's five different generations alive, and yet I need to father all five generations. Well, somebody needs to be praying for me because what a challenge it is today. What a challenge because. So let me share with y'all, two of my couple, a family, a husband and a wife, right? What I need to do with you, I don't do with your children. And I got them in my life, right? 
they, they don't need what y'all need. There's a different aspect of who I am and what I need to pour into your life to what I pour into their lives. And the great thing is, I got your help to help them. You see, so there's where pour into the older ones. See, the, y'all just read in the Bible. So if I pour into you guys, you have the ability to pour into the younger ones. And they happen to be yours, but you'll do it even without others. And so if we respond appropriately, you see what I'm saying? So if I pour into your life, then you can pour into your daughter's life. But then your daughter is getting exposed. They can help us pour into the next one's life. And this thing should be doing it. So, but the church, we, we can't focus on just one group. We want everybody to be the same. It's not going to happen. And it's not what God's called. He designed you on purpose. So the job or the challenge is getting to understand the word of God and applying it to every generation. Hello, somebody. That is the job of a good father. And I, I want to tell you, I, I don't necessarily have the magical answer, but I'm working towards it because I understand it exists. And so first thing to anything... To, to gain knowledge, you have to acknowledge that it exists. And then you pursue on how to work on it, fix it, or, you know, develop it. And so I want to encourage all of you that are here at the sound of my voice. We're here on purpose. We're not here just to be in church and to get a good feeling. We're here to grow and to make a difference in somebody's life. I am more than ever, you know, I can't and will not, to, you know, my pastorship, being a pastor, for years, I thought it was about, you know, being able to preach a great word and filling up the house. None of that matters today. What matters today is that if I could get through to one or two, and the one or two could get through to four or five, and the four or five, you see, the numbers just keep multiplying. And so even now, my shift has been not to me personally or my ministry, but even into the ministries of others. So I, I'm now supporting other pastors in how to support them to do the work that God has called them to do. Because who do they trust? I know the dilemma. Then they've done that. And so I'm encouraging and sharing from a spiritual dynamic of being a spiritual father. And even trying to understand all my children, why their behavior, why they did this, why they said that, you know, and maybe not know, but to be to a place where we can sit down and talk about it. And then go to the word of God. And work it out. Because the word. Is a way maker. The word is a miracle worker. The word is light. In a dark place. You see. So that's so song. But not just words. Because if you just said heard his words. You missed the whole point. It is who God is. And what he's capable of doing. And so I don't know about you. But I need all of them in my life. Mm. And so you know being there. And so I found out. I don't want to be an instructor in your lives. Which means I can't become common. And I said something to tell people all the time. They said, you know, and they would say something to me. And I said, no, I'm not your friend. And they said, well, why do you say that? Like that. Well, I can't be your friend. If I'm your friend, there's a propensity and a chance that I will become common to you. If I become common to you, nothing I say will penetrate the heart or where it needs to be at because you will only see me as Ray. The moment I'm no longer pastor, doctor, whatever, and I'm not title driven, but if I'm not that to you in your life, then I become common, and 
never become common. All you can have is what a common man has. But the Bible says, receive him as a prophet, and I can have a prophet's reward. This is the word of God. I'm not telling you something I made up that I need to pump myself up to be. I'm telling you what the word says. So when the word speaks and it's in place, you know, uh, I, I'm sitting there, I had a moment the other day. Here we are in a restaurant. All the way in Bethany Beach. And I'm in the restaurant. And my wife says to me, she's looking at me, what's wrong? What are you thinking right now? She said, just, just tell me right now. And I said, I can ask those ladies sitting over there if they're educated. She said, what? You know that? I said, no, I've never seen them before in my life. I got to ask them, are they educated? Now, what, what, what happened? A gift kicked in. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a little uncomfortable in a restaurant, a place where you don't know nobody. Nobody. And you're there with your wife and grandkids, and you're going to ask the two ladies sitting over at the table. And to the point, I was sort of, I even got a little nervous, didn't even want to. And so I called the waitress and I said to would you do me a favor? Would you mind asking those ladies, are they in education? And I hold it, and I got to tell you something. Also, you know, God told me to do something. And, you know, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. He's like, devil, get behind me. What the devil talk? The devil will never tell you to do something that increases the kingdom and show forth love of God. So let me help God in. He will not participate in those things. So the two ladies, she go and ask the two ladies, the waitress, said, uh, excuse me, but the gentleman over here needs to know, he wanted to know if you guys were in education. Well, one's a teacher and a retired person. How I know that, right? It's a shame to you to give. Now, had they just saw me as right, it would have meant nothing to them. And you know what? They probably wouldn't have been who they swore because I wouldn't have been able to receive it. I'm, I'm bringing out a point. And so the other top of the point is who I tell people all the time. When you hear from God, just do what he says. When you know you heard from God, you know it isn't you. And even when it hurts. So he said, take the bill and tell them that you were blessing them for being ed educators. I'm thinking, you should do that. <laughs> you know, I, this me, that's upset. I'm, I'm like, that's me. I, I'm being honest. Y'all need to say the same thing. Y'all had this conversation. But I got enough sense to not disobey God. I may say things, or at least say it to myself. And I'm going to tell nobody else, but I'm telling y'all now, it did come across my mind. You know, and guess what? I did exactly what he said. Because they were educators. And you know what? They came and thanked me. They took pictures with me. And a few minutes later, the lady said, is this you? She had already looked me up and looked Harvest up through the, you know, web. And I said, yeah, that's, that's who I am. I'm part of Harvest Community Development and Harvest Christian Academy. So she knew exactly who I was at that point. But I'm sure I didn't do that because I needed to make it. I did it because I obeyed God. Now, I had no idea. I had no idea what that's going to do or where that's going to mean down the road. But it, while we were sitting outside, the gentleman just walked up to my grand, to my wife and my grandkids and said, wow, y'all look so nice as a family. And he gave them $20 to the grandkids and said, y'all need to go to Candy Kitchen. Well, my, my grandkids know where every Candy Kitchen is, from Delaware to um, Ocean City. It was happening. 
there's a whole bunch of them. They said, this candy kitchen, this candy kitchen <laughs> was driving. But my point is in it, so you don't know where blessings are going to come from. But obedience is better than a sacrifice. Amen. So I share that because being a spiritual father, sometimes I have to say and use some things, but even through my word that I try to preach and teach every day, I really want that to land on your heart so that you would do it. And that doesn't mean it's not always easy. I some things we gotta do, we weren't taught. Rob says to me all the time, well, nobody ever showed me that. Well, they may never show you. God will already put it in you what to do. I got proof of that when I watched my dog deliver nine babies and not never have never had babies before. How does she know what to do? It was already in her. But she had to figure it out because she lost the first one. But she moved no more after that. Why? Because it kicked in. What she has to do, and we say to all of us through the word of God, it'll kick in to what we have to do. But when we hear the word, we must respond to the word. And one of the jobs of the father is to bring that. It doesn't mean we'll always be loving. It doesn't mean we'll always be kind. It doesn't mean we'll always be pleasant. But it will always be for your good. That's what I can say. My father, who's no longer here on the earth, I can say now, if he was here, I can say thank you. Thank you for being the man that you were. Oh, I'll tell you another one. He took me, my dad was a, you know, he worked during the day, part-time carpenter at night, making extra money, and uh, so that we could live in a house, right? He would go, and, and I'm from Philly, so coming from Philly, you know, nobody did get a, he didn't get a new house because he wanted to do it. He fixed a room up. That's what you did. So, and mainly, the big deal was to fix your basement up. You know, you fix your basement up, put a bathroom in, down in the basement, and you have another space, and, powder room and all that and uh, big thing back in my dad's days they also built a bar in he did all of that right um, and that was what they did right but, and he would take me with him oh I hate going with him because I always want to clean up because I want it's time to go and I want to clean up just because I'm ready to go but I had to learn something lo and behold all the things I saw him do when I go in and I had to work with a building or build a building or now do some things with our building. I knew what it takes before so nobody can pull a wool over my head because, wow, the lady, the, the, that's the two ladies that I met down there that I had to say that to. Okay, So I'm not telling you all something I made up. They, they're right there. But again, I learned stuff that I didn't want to learn because I didn't think I would need it. But lo and behold, so when I work with contractors and work in this building, you can't pull a wool over my head. Why? Because I already know what it requires, what it takes. Because why? I saw and heard my father say what he said. So I learned it early, even when I didn't want to. I'm trying to help somebody here. See, we got to see some things that we may not want, and some things we may think we don't even want to even, even ever need. But later in life, they will have a place and a point. And so I've learned to do, share as much as I can and allow them to figure out what they need or don't need. Amen. Amen. So I love teaching. I love pouring in to people. I love doing what I do. And my heart goes out when I see any of my children go through or even make decisions I wouldn't. Especially, i got to tell you something. So I want to tell you something. When you're talking to me, if you say this is what I want to do and this is why I want to do it, I'm okay with it. But when you tell me God said it, I will stop. Because 
because I will not compete against God. Now, even when I know God didn't say that, okay, I, I can't tell you that, but I won't say it because what I won't do is come up against God. So I'm sharing with you is be sure is God before you use his name. Okay? Because it's better just to be honest and say, this is what I want to do. And uh, we talk about this all the time, myself and Pastor Bruce, um, the opportunities that God is giving us to, to work with people and share. That's why we want to see them change and grow. We know the enemy. Cutting. I bang my hands in places I don't want anybody else to bang me in. I've been through some stuff I don't want nobody else to go to. Because if I've been through it already, and I know what exists there, I can tell you what's down that street. So you don't have to go. But if you choose to, you will run in. So what I ran into, the question is, will you get out? I got a lot of friends that didn't make it out of where I was at. Same place. Didn't make it out. Some of them can't. They're not in their right mind. Some of them are now my best friend, one of my best friends growing up in high school, is, is being cared for. Is being cared for himself. And then I got others, not even here on the earth. So I share that because as a father, my goal is to love on you, to grow you, and to, but it's not always a pleasant feel. And then I don't always have to look to be, because I started out talking about how we honor mothers. And see, sometimes I'm not so, I'm going to help the fathers in the house too. Though you may not be honored the same way your father, the mothers are, it doesn't just delineate or lessen your role or your job or your purpose. Your purpose is great. And listen, your reward may be in heaven with God. Hmm. It doesn't, don't worry about it here. Just do it. Amen. Amen. We need to be like Nike. Just do it. Hmm. And, let's, and if we look, and I got to say this to the father, because today I find that one of the greatest places in the struggle it's been in the fatherhood, and it's been, uh, it's affecting our families, it's affecting our nation, it's affecting our world. And I don't think this is by accident. So even our, and, and here's what we share with you too. So guess what? I have a struggle, and many of you have a struggle connecting with me. Listen, I'm going to get real. I said I would, and I knew it was coming, right? But to, many of you have a struggle with me, and have a struggle with fatherhood, because you had a problem, struggle with your own natural father. And because of that, the whole relationship with the spiritual father doesn't really go over well. Because your idea of fatherhood is only what you know. Amen. And if you've got very little relationship, then I'd say I'll tend to have the same thing with the spiritual father because that's how it exists. Or it's always about something. You know, they have to have something, get something. Or no, that's not how it works. If, if the father is who he said he is, it's not about what he will get or what he needs to do. The accolades, it may, it, again, he may never get out of the way he should. And so I told you, I've got eight kids. I heard from two of them this morning already. Not the other six. But I gave them all the same love. I gave them all the same. So maybe I'll hear from them. But if I don't, it won't change one thing with me. It won't change one thing. I understand now. This is the role God has given me. This is the point. Fatherhood is so important. And I don't want to be an instructor. I want to be a father. And that's why I need to share that this morning because 
I think many of us have people in our life that can say something and kind of give us some instruction. Do they care? Do they love me? Do they really care about who I am and whether I'm in this world? You know, and that's why, you know, Mike, if, if you cry, I can cry. We cry together as men. How about that? Why? Because we emotionally, we just need to let that go and let it out. But then we could do it and be real men. So I know most people can't do that, right? And I'm, I'm saying that because it's important when you develop relationship. And so I'm telling you too, you know, when you get to something about something spiritual, you know, meaning, you know, it passed around over 18 years ago. And all I did was speak into his life what I heard God say to me. Here we are 18 years later, you know, he's my predecessor, right? I, 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 I thought when I first met you, Mike, somebody took, somebody came in here and tried to tell us, oh, you shouldn't receive that guy or that family and all that. You know what? And I said, you've been the greatest example of what a father should look like when his children drop, being there, week after week, bringing my kids to school, seeing Amen. them, ask questions. Yes. Came to church because yes. I need to know some spiritual answers that my kids ask me. Yes. <laughs> How many men can admit that? That's right. So That's I want right. to encourage you. This is what this is fatherhood. This is fatherhood. We need to be here. And the younger ones, we need to be there for them. They need to see us stand together, even go through whatever it is we need to go through and come out. That's it. Unburned. <laughs> come out. No, look. Don't even smell like smoke, but no, you've just been in the fire. <laughs> no, we've been in the fire. Right? Thank you, Lord. Man, how in the world they do that? Mm-mm-mm. And I'll tell you, could it be God? That's... Just could it be? Yes. That's who it is. Yes. And then our women, all of them, everybody needs to see us standing in the midst of that. You know, and I had to, this, as a father, I had to deal with that stuff myself to say, this isn't about what you want or what you should expect or because they didn't do this for you is does that delineate or change anything about who you are or what you're called to do? And then I had to accept that and say, I'm ready to do what it is you call me to do, God. And so I'm honored to be a spiritual father today. Not just mm-hmm. to every, the people that's here, to many of you that I talk to outside of here. Amen. I've heard from some people in years and then I get a call. Hmm. And it's usually in something very crucial, critical in their life. And, um, and I thought, why did he call me? And <laughs> he answers the question for me that I already know. He says, they have a relationship with you. They trust you. And they knew you were honest with them. And you're the father that they wanted. Although they may have done what they needed to do and left or whatever they, or whatever those are. You may not be here. But I, my character and who I am as a father has never changed. And that's what's so important for us to keep intact, to be that, to let our integrity uh, as fathers stay intact, regardless of circumstances and situations that go on around us. Pastor Bruce, you know this is vital today in our, in our lives. Um, there's so many things going on in the world. Um, how, do we, how do we show and continue to love on uh, the people of God? Man, if, if we're challenged, I, I wonder how much God is being challenged because he's the God of our 8.6 billion people. 
you know, and then how about being challenged when you know that some of them have already rejected him? They're not even open. And he has to watch them go through whatever it is they go through. You know, and uh, you know, you constantly see people say, you know, where is God uh, when I need him? Where is God? And I say he's right there. He's, he's right there. Um, you know, just he's you know what loss is like. There's nothing we have experienced with him. No, that was the reason Jesus had to come on the earth. I, I struggle with why in the world did he come here? And he came because he experienced all the infirmities that we would ever experience in life. All the stripes that were on all the wickedness and all the things that that was all the negative stuff we would have to experience. All the negative. He was already in glory. He left glory to come to here. How about that? How many of us can do that? Right? But that's a real father. He's standing in the gap for us. And so this Father's Day, I wanted to talk about that whole purpose of a spiritual father in leading, guiding, teaching, and pouring into our lives and leading him for us and help educate and grow us. And that thought was always pleasant. Not even always what I want to hear. Let me share with you some things. Uh, you know, I uh, became skillful. Uh, that I learned how to get spanking and you didn't even know you got a spanking. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start thinking about it all later. He just whooped me. <laughs> you know, but that, you know what? And that's 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 all good because then you know the point is I get to get the medicine, not that it hurt. Amen. So I, I say all of that because it's important. There's lots of people out there that want to be instructed. But very, very few fathers. And I declare fatherhood is the purpose and point that God has declared in this house. And it's important for us to be. And so one of the things is, you know, and that's where we come in and be real and honest with one another. You know, most people won't tell me the truth because they don't want to let me down or they think um, I'm going to be judgmental. Well, I'm not the judge. I'm his servant. But I'm also the one that can help you if you'll be honest and share with me. You, you know, you nor I have always made the right decisions every time. Because humans have a tendency to do what it is that's in their heart as opposed to what it is in God's heart. So that's the challenge is I wish I could live in the spirit 24-7. I'd be gone. But you, you can't. You gotta be, you know, it's impossible to live in the spirit realm. And so I share with you, that was a moment sitting there at the table. How would I know two women from Baltimore when they were in that invitation? That was just a spiritual moment. God downloaded them to me, told me that they're in here's what I want you to do. And I think, how ridiculous is this? I'm not gonna do that. But who else would do that except God? So you see my point? There's some things sometimes that God will bring you away and tell you to do. Because they line up with his word, right? So why? He needed them to be encouraged for whatever reason. Hmm. And when God does it, he's speaking into the life. But he also letting them know, I'm confirming, I can do it anywhere I want with anybody I want to. And that was evidence of that. So when we sit there, so we know that, and, and as the older ones are taught, so we teach the younger ones, and we have to keep it. But what happens is, we have moved away from that because we make a tendency to say, we don't understand this generation. We don't know where they are. So we just make them better. 
In other words, then we write them all. And when we write them all, we never get to know them. And I think that's the tragedy in which we live in. And as a father, and a spiritual father, I also believe it's one of the struggles that we have today is discovering how to work with our children wherever they are. And meeting them where they are. Uh, I know God met me the day he saved me where I was at. And had he not met me there, I can assure you I probably wouldn't be here talking to y'all right now. But he met me there that day. I had delivered me from the place where I was and what I was getting in trouble for and sin. And if he could do it for me, he could do it for you. And that's what I want to encourage you. Our God is the same Father, the same good God. And he's the greatest Father that there is. And I would hope that we would take, on this Father's Day, we could take him as our role model and our example. That he would be willing to lay down his life for you and I. And because he did, he provided a way of escape. He provided a way. I was in darkness. He provided a way out that I could get the light. I was a, I needed a miracle. And he saved me. You know, so that, you know, hearing that worship song meant so much more to me than even sharing on this Father's Day, knowing that he's a miracle worker, that he is a light in darkness. He's all of that and more to you and I. Come on, can we give our God a hand clap of praise? Being our Father. And I would like to share with you, too, I want to share with you. I told y'all about uh, the experience most of the people uh, that I have come in contact with and that God has assigned to my life, many of them, more than three quarters of them, that's how strong the number, more than three quarters of them, have had issues with their natural father. So I say that, that obviously I'm anointed to do what I do because he would send so many away if it wasn't. I'm bragging and patting myself on the back, telling you what he did. This is from God and how he accomplished it. So, um, I want to share with you maybe an opportunity to break the lies and destroy the devil and shut, shutting down some places uh, in your life, uh, however that may be. Know that my door is open. Uh, uh, you can email me to say, hey, can I meet up? I want to just sit and talk. I want to be able to share. I can get free. You know, one of the things that was great, I saw Pastor Bruce this morning. I said, man, what island you just came from? He said, I came from the free island. I'm free. <laughs> he said, you know, he used to say he was free in his mind, free in his heart, to be able to say that the worship is ready to praise God. I'm free. There's nothing greater than being free from the turmoil of the, that exists in this world. Although, remember, we're in this world, we're not of this world, and you got to get yourself free. That's why Jesus came. That's why he's the father, the greatest father there is. That's what he did. And so when we tap into that, and all of us get an understanding of, of the purpose and point, then we too can walk in freedom. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So again, happy Father's Day to all those that are fathering. Because it's so important to father and be who God's called us to be.
and I say, I'm grateful to be a spiritual father that I am and the people that it's brought in my life. And I can tell you all of you, I didn't solicit the right any of you, and you didn't solicit the right thing. You showed up. And that's how God operates. He brings people into your life and your sphere for a reason. And I, I would say to the group that's here today, admonish that here. Why am I here at this place? For well, what's the purpose that God would have me here? And I believe you you want to get to know that and understand that there's a deeper reason and meaning for that. And we can discover that through the Word of God. Amen? God bless you. Let's give a little, one more round of applause. Amen. I want to keep to before we uh, prepare to dismiss and go on today. Uh, I want to lift up Elder Carbella, uh, who is a is not only a worker and a worshiper and uh, everything here. She has been experiencing some breathing problems, I believe it is. And uh, uh, I got a text from her yesterday and she's in urgent care. And she'd gone to the hospital the day before. So it's been in and out the last three days, three or four days. And I want to keep her lifted up. In fact, let's just pray together right now. And all of you that are watching, she's had an effect on your life too. Father, we thank you for Elder Carbella right now. We lift her up to you, and we ask, God, that you would intercede. God, intercede on her behalf, God, in her body. I speak, God, to every organ, yes, every tissue, Lord. every bone. Thank you, Lord. God, something to perfection, which you originally created it for, that it must do what you called it to do. So, God, that you must pump and breathe accordingly, a heart beat according to the will of God. Everything that's in her body, anything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, I'm asking God Thank you. particularly God, because you said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And I pray, God, that you order our steps on her behalf, God, because there's things that she still has to do. So we know this isn't being selfish just to keep her here. But, God, she belongs here because she's got something to do. Yes, Lord. Now, God, allow her to accomplish it. And I thank, thank you, God, Lord. for divine healing over her body completely. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 She's one of the older women that I know needs to spend time and be able to, not what she wants, but what God wants, being the devil and sharing. And uh, I believe she has the heart and courage to do that. So I know I pray for her because she got purpose on her life. And she's got things to do for the kingdom of God that have not yet been done. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get ready for our tithes and offering. If you've been watching them from abroad, we want you to send in a tithe or an offering to be a blessing to the kingdom of God so that we can have what we need on your behalf. Amen? Uh, to keep to do what God has called us to do here at Faith Harvest Worship Center. And so, oh yeah, we're talking about we have started today Actually, by the end of the month, we used to use Faith Life. Our new giving campaign is going to happen through Servant Keeper. So all of you that have been downloaded and whatever your password was from your previous uh, way, you can do it and utilize it with the new one. Just point, get that QR code. If you get that QR code, um, 
just take a picture of that with your camera, and that information will go right to you. Can, you know, that app will come to your phone. Uh, okay, so you'll have it. Please do that, and we make sure we send it to all of you that are watching us uh, be a faith life. We'll send it. Amen. Amen. If you need an open envelope, raise your hand. We're going to get you an open envelope. All the glory belongs to you. If you have your ties, your offer, just come bring it. We're not going to make it formal. Bring, bring your ties, bring your you can come. Yes, sir. Same to you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 